Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Dear Christians, today we hear that Jesus comes yet again to feed his holy church with bread and fish for their hunger. With his blessing, he feeds them living bread from heaven for their souls. He sanctifies them, body and soul. Christ proves here to be a gracious, merciful benefactor who is eager to help, accompany, and associate with everyone. All this he does purely out of fatherly divine goodness and mercy without any merit or worthiness from anyone. We hear of the free gift of God, that out of his grace, his undeserved love for undeserving sinners, Jesus gives temporal and eternal life. For these thousands of people, the great crowd following Jesus out into the wilderness, they are from the region of Tyre that went through Sidon into the region of the Decapolis, the Greek word for ten cities, the ten Gentile cities to the west of the Sea of Galilee outside of the Promised Land. Jesus had just healed a deaf-mute man from there, opening the man's ears, loosening his tongue, and the man responded by speaking the praises of Jesus plainly and zealously. He has done all things well, the crowd said. This Jesus, let's follow him. So in those days, for three days, a great crowd of Gentile pagans gathered to Jesus with such zeal that they brought along nothing or at least not enough to eat. Now the 12 disciples have already seen Jesus previously feed 5,000 Jews on the other side of the Sea of Galilee with five loaves and two fish. And at that miracle, each of the 12 men collected a basket full of leftover fragments, you might say one for each of the 12 tribes of Israel. But now they are not so sure Maybe they had already forgotten the previous miracle. Perhaps they doubted it could be done again. Maybe it was that Jewish Gentile thing. Jesus wasn't here on earth for these Gentiles, was he? Was he really? Jesus comes and says to the disciples, I have compassion on this crowd for me, with me now three days, and I will not send them away three days back home hungry, for they will not make it home. The disciples respond with naked unbelief. Where should we get bread here in this wilderness to satisfy these people? You know, they needed the Basler's Bakery or Square Donuts and maybe one of those tempting roadside fresh seafood stands I kept seeing while I was on my recent vacation to Hilton Head Island in order for them to have some assurance that something could be done for this crowd. But there was no bread or fish or stores or markets or anything before their eyes. Jesus has compassion. He surely must intend to act. On the other hand, the disciples have simply resigned everyone to perishing from hunger. Jesus asks how many loaves they have. Guilty as charged. There was some bread in their pocket, seven loaves they had in reserve, and two fish again. Jesus, showing his care and kindness toward everyone and knowing their needs, commanded this crowd to sit down and so showed them his power to act for them. He took the seven loaves, gave thanks, 
broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before the crowd. They ate and they were completely satisfied. The disciples this time collected seven baskets full. St. Augustine, some 1,600 years ago, preached the numerology behind seven loaves and seven baskets and 4,000 Gentiles in this way. He said, quote, The seven loaves signify the sevenfold operation of the Holy Spirit. The 4,000 men, the church established on the four Gospels. The seven baskets of fragments, the perfection of the church. For by this number seven, very constantly is perfection figured. For whence is that which is said, seven times in a day will I praise thee? Does a man sin who does not praise the Lord so often? What then is seven times will I praise but to say, I will never cease from praising? For he who says seven times signifies all the time. Whence in this world there are continual revolutions of seven days per week. What then is seven times in a day will I praise thee? But what is said in another place, his praise shall always be on my mouth. Thus, St. Augustine quoting from Psalms 119 and 34. Seven is the number of perfection. All the time, everything, everyone. The crowd, Gentile and Jew alike, Jesus sends away satisfied, all of them. He used the earthly bread and fish to feed their temporal hunger. He did it out of his heavenly kindness and benediction for them. He made them holy in body and soul. They deserved nothing, earned nothing. This crowd, the 12 disciples, nobody earned a thing. Jesus does all things purely by grace, a free gift. From God. You think perhaps the people sang their praises even more zealously? Their faith in Christ received a great and perfect gift from out of nowhere, out of nothing they had done. Their only prayer that St. Mark records is that Jesus knew they were hungry. The Holy Spirit clearly interceded for them when they knew not what to pray. How could not his praises be on their mouth seven times a day? How could it not always be in their mouth and your mouth? They would surely join in our hymn. We sought the Lord in our distress. O God in mercy, hear us. Our Savior saw our helplessness and came with peace to cheer us. For this we thank and praise the Lord, who is by one and all adored. To God all praise and glory. Do you have a reason to sing with them and with the holy angels the high praises of God? For what do you thank and praise the Lord what if Basler's closed down and all the rest of the grocery stores with him? Does God not show great kindness to us now and every day? What if disaster befalls us? God's hand is certainly not shortened. He gives more than enough grain for food, wine for drink, linen and wool for clothing, cattle and chicken and pigs for meat, straw, coal, natural gas for fire and electricity. He continues to maintain the seasons in their order year after year, seven-day week after seven-day week. Every corner of this earth is filled with the good gifts of God, and men are wonderfully provided for. In this way, he demonstrates his power and his grace to us. 
Seek first the kingdom of God, like the lowly Gentiles zealously following Jesus out into the wilderness for three days. And all these things, food, clothing, shelter, your every need, will be added unto you. Jesus' promise stands firm and true. Then, as today, we should believe that God will provide for us our daily bread if only we would trust in him and cling to his word concerning his kingdom and the hope of eternal life in him to come. It is God's ordering that a Christian first pray, attend to the sermon each week, and praise and thank God, and after that, proceed to his daily work and to the care of his family. Are you hungry then for the kingdom of God? St. Augustine says, Own ye these baskets, for those fragments were not lost in those baskets. And they are you. You belong to the church. Their collection was to your everlasting good and profit. He has sent apostles and prophets, preachers and teachers, Augustine and St. Paul, Isaiah and St. Peter, on down to the ten men who have been sent to this very pulpit for the last 163 years, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God that has come upon you in Jesus Christ. Preaching Christ crucified is collecting every holy fragment into the baskets. Ye know the feast of God, says St. Augustine. Ye have often heard it, that it is for the heart, not for the belly. That feast is God's free gift, bringing eternal life through Jesus our Lord to undeserving sinners who once were pagan Gentiles and once were subject to all sorts of wicked works of the flesh, enslaved to the sinful flesh, liable to temporal and eternal death. But now in Jesus Christ, you've been freed from the chains of death by the self-donation of the living bread from heaven, Jesus, who for us acted out of his great compassion to save us. Now, do not listen to this world or its prince. They tell you to seek first after your own temporal good, to scratch and claw desperately for daily bread with your own efforts, to never mind persevering so fervently and eagerly to hear God's word first. The wicked voices call for you to follow first after the temptations and lusts of this world, and so not to own your place in the baskets of the church. The devil says following Jesus and bearing the cross in this world will only bring you emptiness, bring you no answers to your daily struggles and heartaches. But Jesus Christ has proven that argument wrong. His compassion was ever abundant for us. The cross was the place he went to for you and for all men. That he could feed you himself the living bread from heaven. That you might live forever, body and soul, caught up in his sevenfold baskets, the church. For death has no hold over our Lord. He vanquished death by his innocent suffering and death in our place. And it is the grave of Jesus that remains hungry and starving, empty forever. Dear Christians, just as surely as he fed bread and fish miraculously to the 4,000 that day, so here Jesus Christ feeds you his word and his sacrament for your every need of body and soul. Through this gift, he sanctifies you, body and soul 
Today you learn once again that Christ is a gracious, merciful benefactor who is eager to help, accompany, and associate with everyone. Everyone, Jew, Gentile, doubter, struggler, happy, sad, full of joy, downcast, those who feel trodden under the heavy foot of this cruel world in its twisted wilderness of sinful corruption. All Christ does, he does purely out of fatherly divine goodness and mercy, without any merit or worthiness from anyone. While we once deserved the wages of sin, which is to rot away in the belly of the grave eternally, that threat has been destroyed, for God had compassion on us all, paid our ransom and the wages of our sin, saving us into his church through the preaching of the gospel, our baptism, and our communion with him. Own your place in the baskets. Own ye the baskets, for you have the free gift of God, eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.